Hey everybody, welcome to the 106th episode of Shunya One. We have a really fun conversation ahead of us. This one is with Daniel Onberg. So Daniel is the founder and CEO of Gessinger. It's a really interesting platform that kind of looks at different ways in terms of how the wisdoms of the crowds can be applied to different uh, questions which people might have about the future. It's a really fun conversation. Daniel's a really interesting guy. I'm sure that you'll enjoy it. All right, Daniel, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here and welcome to Shunya One. Thank you. Namaste. Thank Namaskar, you. right? Namaskar. 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 It Namaskar. Is. I think both of them work. It's, it's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> yeah, and well, and welcome to your uh, first trip to Mumbai. Thank you. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, what a vibrant city, man. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a crazy place. They it say is. it's the, the New York of India, and I believe it. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Wow. I th- we had someone here earlier who was uh, talking about how it's not like New York at all. <laughs> it's yeah. a whole other level. Yeah, it is. I mean, uh, well, here's the thing. I, I think the first time I ever traveled outside of Europe, I was 25. This was like 20 years back, reveals my age. Okay. And I went to New Delhi as a backpacker on a shoestring budget. I stayed in the Paharganj district. Yeah. And I mean, when I walked out of the airport, there was like a hundred cab drivers who were just, you know, seeing, oh, a guy and he's going <laughs> to need to have a taxi. You know, it's like the cultural experience of, of coming to India the first time. Yeah. It's it's uh, For a Westerner, it's overwhelming. Yeah. So now I'm kind of getting used to it. But uh, yeah, I think Mumbai has so much to offer. Yeah, the coastline. Um, yeah, the vibrancy of the city. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's a very special place. Wonderful. And I hope you get a chance to see more of it uh, on this trip or in future trips. But uh, you mentioned your first trip here, which was a backpacking trip. But yeah. I think you've been here uh, again, and that time it was on work. And that brings me to ask you about your background. You're unlike most of the tech entrepreneurs uh, that I think I've had mm-hmm. as guests on our show. Uh, you're actually someone in astrophysics, or uh, yeah, that's tell right. us a little bit about yourself. <laughs> well, well it's, it, yeah, it's it's true. I'm, I'm probably um, I probably have a quite a different back different background compared to many. I don't have a business background. I don't necessarily have an engineering background, but I'm interested in science. Mm. And it actually comes from my mom when I was a kid. I have this um, uh, medical condition called hemophilia, mm-hmm. which means that the blood doesn't clot as yeah. it should be. Yeah. Right. So, I ha- you know, uh, playing football was never an option or soccer yeah. Or, yeah. or anything like Context that. So, sports, yeah, yeah, exactly. So my mom bought me a, a telescope. Look at the stars instead. Read books. <laughs> so, so you know, I can. Yeah, looking at stars is fun, you know. <laughs> and she did this when I was very young. So yeah. she, she, my mom is a smart woman. <laughs> yeah. So she realized that I'd, I'd become a nerd instead of, <laughs> of a football player. So that's how my whole astronomy interest uh, came about. And I think a lot of kids are, are interested in the universe. I mean, you look yep. at the planets and the stars and the galaxies, and then they kind of grow out of it. But I'm still a kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's how it all started. Anyway, so I went to uni, read astronomy, astrophysics. <laughs> And then I uh, started working at a company that did data visualization. Mm. So like you take interesting data sets, big data sets, typically astronomy data sets, and then visualize them. Mm -hmm. And normally that visualization is done in planetariums. Like you have the Nehru planetarium here, I believe, in in Mumbai. Yeah, uh, uh, We never got to renovate or participate in in the update of that. I'm not sure if it's actually become digital yet. But we did the one in in Birla, Birla Planetarium outside Kolkata. We did the software for, for that one. So it was Carl Zeiss who 
upgraded that. And I think that was 2016, 15. Okay. So it's like just at the end of my journey with a data visualization company before I went into virtual reality. So well, how, yeah. well, what is data visualization in an astrophysical sense? I mean, like, can you give me an example? Yeah, of so like stars on the wall. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. So, so you sit in, the, in this dome, right? Wow. Uh, and all of a sudden you, you, you kind of turn down the light and, right. and a little music starts and then you look up at the, at the night sky. Right. And here in Mumbai, it's kind of difficult to see the night sky mm, because yeah. because of the, the air, smoke, yeah, yeah and, right. and also because of the the water vapor coming in from the sea. Mm-hmm. So typically, you might not see the night sky, and then you know you look up and you point out the stars. But now with data visualization, we can take like data sets from the moon and we can land you on a crater on the moon. You know, and what what would the night sky look like from here, and how does this look wow. like? You can see topography on Mars. Okay. You know, so and and it, this is all kind of backed by science, so it's really really cool. And then of course you speculate and think about your place in the universe, and you know all of these the kind right. of big philosophical question. And that's really one of the the reasons I got into astronomy in the first place. Yeah. In fact, uh, planetariums used to be the only place you could do this, right? As as a as a as a individual experience this and. Uh, interesting that you actually move from there to the world of VR. Yeah. Which is actually, I think, the only other place anyone has been able to do this. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, so, so once you kind of render on, on a dome or, and so on, and you, and you want to do the kind of journeys to other worlds, I mean, virtual reality gave gave us the perfect tools for it, right? right? Yeah. And we're kind of keen on keeping it as, uh, as a social experience as well. So you don't go to Saturn on your own. How fun is that? <laughs> you, know, you don't have anyone to talk about it, with, right? <laughs> So, so um, the Cassini mission was just about to end in, I think, 2017. So we wanted to bring people to to the um, the rings of Saturn, the ring plane of Saturn, and actually show what it looked like. Wow! You know, so so we created an experience and integrated, you know, helmets and right. and. Uh, yeah, a, a computer on your back, so you could render to to the VR headsets, and we wow. put leap motion on top of the uh, the uh, VR headset, so you could see your hands, and you could see the other guy's hands as well. Mm. So four people, and you could do a high five in space. Wow! Yeah, that's a, it's a pretty wild experience. And that was yeah. your that was the startup that you were. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And and our part of that was was uh, in system integration, so that's mm. what we were pretty good at. I mean, we had already worked with projectors and computers, and putting them together in order to stitch together a full screen right on an image so putting together a, a backpack and virtual reality and the leap motion and then building an environment for that you know that was uh, it was easier than i guess than building a planetarium but still tricky i mean lots of uh, lots of prototyping and ex- wow uh, yeah and how and how was that what is what is where else did you transport people uh, using so, so, so we did uh, one experience in in uh, uh, going to space, and, and that was kind of our niche. Uh, but then, of course, a lot of other people used that technology. So mm-hmm. the company that bought us actually created lots of other experiences. They did uh, the Mummy. I don't know if you remember the TV. Oh, the, sorry, the movie, the yeah. Mummy. Yeah, yeah, it's like a Hollywood movie. So they did uh, a VR show for that, and the same thing for The Walking Dead. Uh, yeah, so, so yeah, so a couple of those kind of signature experiences they mm. did. Those were often single-player experiences, though. So, like one guy going in with a gun, shooting right. zombies or mummies <laughs> or you know whatever. Yeah. Which which I think VR is interested in. But for us, the the big thing was to create it as a location, like pretty much like a planetarium, like a right. venue you go to to consume an experience. Mm. Uh, yeah, because at the same time as this was happening, the the kind of VR 
was growing and everyone was talking VR, there was also talk about the death of retail. I don't know if you yeah. heard about it, but yeah. like shops closing, at least yeah, in yeah, Europe, yeah, yeah, yeah. because more and more shopping gets done online, right. meaning that shopping malls will have empty spaces. And mm -hmm. what are they going to fill it with? Well, maybe something that will attract people to the shopping mall. Right. So that's our kind of business plan back then. And I think there were quite a few who had the same business plan, of course. Yeah, yeah and, and and it's, I think, become a reality. You in, Even in India now, there are malls which have more... Uh, experience zones yeah. than shops. Yes, exactly. And oh. and in the end, I think VR, it could, it could be kind of any type of um, technology vehicle for us. Mm -hmm. That was not the key thing that it was VR, but it was a way of telling a story and attracting people to come and consume a story. And that's right. kind of the interesting thing. And we wanted to do a story that was not shooting zombies and not shoot, you know, <laughs> but actually have a little bit of a scientific content to it as right. well, making the ring ring plane look like it did, and you have these kind of ripples in the in the wing, in the rings of Saturn that we could show as well. Mm -hmm. So you know, make it into a, a proper journey. So for like thirty dollars, which is quite steep, I'm sure here, mm -hmm. uh, you could go to the ring plane of Saturn, but it's a lot cheaper than uh, you know hitchhiking on Elon Musk's yeah. SpaceX rockets <laughs> to Saturn. That's going to be a couple of billions. So you know, on the scale of things, it's uh, you know. Interesting. And how? Yeah. Tell us about how. I mean, you've, you're of course based in Stockholm. That's right. Yeah. Right. And how? What did you? How? How was it building over that over there? Uh, and which parts of the world were you able to sort of take this experience to? So for us, we were since we were we were actually only one out of seven or eight companies that were acquired at the same time. So we we didn't play like a massive part in that um, in that journey. And that journey was fairly short. After all, it's like three year journey or so. Right. Um, so it took us to build a, a VR park in Dubai. Mm -hmm. uh, at Dubai Mall, actually, so that we the experience that we did was was just kind of a an end gateway to to sign that contract and actually get that done. But that was done by the mother company. Nice. Uh, so so um, I think most I, I spent quite a bit of time in Dubai for a while, <laughs> and obviously Dubai, Dubai Mall is, is huge. It's by the it's, it's it yeah, has a bunch of experience. Yes, it's massive. Yes, you have a ice rink and and of course yeah like the a aquarium cinema, and, the aquarium. Yeah. yeah, actually the guy who built the aquarium was the counterpart who, who took the this initiative to work with us on, on this VR park. He's a very nice guy. Paul Hamilton is his name. Oh. He's a marine biologist. So as an astronomer and a marine biologist, we hit it off pretty well. You got well. together and yes. built a tech yes. <laughs> platform. Yes, two scientists coming together and, and thinking about stuff that the engineers have to solve. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Very yeah. interesting. And I think, I'm sure, I mean, I think it's going to become more and more of a you know common sort of experience for people to want and go to try out. Yeah, I, I may it might be it might be that VR and AR might merge together and and I think also there's a journey to be made in enabling technology like making it more portable, you know, yeah. making it more affordable. Uh, but eventually there's every reason that it should become a cool platform to do gaming, social activities and whatnot on. And kind of with the geolocation, you already see it with like Pokemon, right? The Pokemon yeah. Go kind of setup. I mean, the iterations of that will be, I think, will revolutionize the gaming world. Yeah, it's already happening. Yeah. In fact, uh, the, from there to what you're doing now, uh, which is Guessworks. Yes. Uh, tell us a bit about that journey and, of course, what, what you're doing there. So, yeah, that's uh, now, now we're leaving the stars and the planets and the galaxies and our role in the universe, and we start thinking about the future, right? <laughs> well, effectively, like during these journeys, we had a lot of thoughts about what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. the, the essential question is, what's going to happen? And we think about the future and maybe the past, about half our waking time, uh, the time that we are awake. 
And we think about, you know, what am I going to have for breakfast tomorrow? Who's going to win the next election? Will Liverpool win the Champions League again? I'm a big <laughs> Liverpool fan. You know, so you think about these things in the context of sports, in politics, in economics. How will the next quarter report be? Will the company reach these goals? You know, mm. oh, will he serve that uh, horrible uh, cup of coffee? He's <laughs> such weak coffee. You know, and, and you make these kind of guesses and, and games with your friends. So we want to package that yeah. in, uh, in our uh, platform that's called Guessender. Mm. So you make a guess or a prediction about the future. I'll make a counter guess and a prediction about the future. And then we'll get a reminder in a week, an hour, a year. <laughs> When Elon Musk lands on Mars or whenever, you know, and we'll, we'll essentially evaluate what we once thought would happen. So we'll get mm-hmm. kind of combine the prediction and the guess with an actual outcome and see if we were right or wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, so many times we're so certain something's going to happen, right? And we kind of want to package that and, and give it to your friends to bash you over the head with. <laughs> <laughs> or you get to tell them, I told you so. Exactly. And that, yeah. that is a powerful incentive of packaging something. So you'll have a, a nice timestamp. We're going to do it like a card game. Uh-huh. So because I think card games are quite popular all around the mm-hmm. world. And, you know, whether you're, uh, you look into a crystal ball on the card game and you flip it around and you said, I told you so, and you send that to a friend on WhatsApp or Line mm-hmm. or whatever is your social media of choice, you know. Mm-hmm. Post it publicly if you want to rub it in. <laughs> <laughs> and and what's the? I mean, I can understand that this is as a package. It can be made really interesting. What's the underlying? I would say objective of building a platform like this is it to like encourage more people to take a guess or yeah. What what what's the what's the? That that is an excellent question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think in 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 the most pure sense, it's because I want to use it. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking, right? I mean, like you use it as aggregated data to yeah. kind of make a sense of. Yes, that. But also, I want to use it. I want to make predictions, <laughs> and I, I want to hit my head with the the card I oh, told okay. you. So. I mean, yeah. Use it in the sense <laughs> yes, of like yeah. use the data. Yes. No, but that is actually true. I yeah. mean, I mean, then you have to have a business case, right? Right. Uh, right. Or at least some something that resembles a business case. <laughs> So so the idea is well if you attract people to use a platform enough you can sell advertisement. Right. right. So that's an that's kind of an obvious one. Mm-hmm. You could probably do betting as well, oh. but I'm not I don't want to create another betting platform. It could become like a, a betting as an add-on or you know, but I don't want to necessarily want to encourage that behavior mm-hmm. and and you know, to to a certain extent sure. You know, if we we have a bet about something and we'll buy each other a beer or right. you know, a, yeah. a chai. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. And of course the third thing is if you have a lot of people making predictions about the future, right. it would be pretty cool to sift through that data. Yeah. yeah. You know, are are you right more often than you're wrong? Who's going to be right more often than you're wrong? You know, can right. you say something about 10,000 people in Mumbai guessing, you know, something about the economy next year or or whether this movie will become a success, you know, yeah. who's going to win, I don't know, if you, you have the Bollywood scene here, right? Yeah. right? Do you have like an Academy Award or something? Like someone, we have yeah. a Filmfare Award. Filmfare, who's going to win the Filmfare Award right. for best, you know, and you make these kind of predictions and guesses yeah. and, you know, you're right yeah. or wrong, yeah. So, so you know, is there a correlation and are there people who are better at predicting the future than others mm. and why? Mm. So that's that would a, would be interesting, wouldn't it? It's also a sign of the sentiment of folks, right? If they're yeah. guessing a certain way, yeah. it also is a very in, interesting indicator of how they're thinking. Yes. Right? And uh, in fact, that also brings me to ask you about your uh, experience in India here, especially with this new product and new platform now. Yeah. Uh, India is, I think, I mean, we have a lot of Indians on social media. Yes. Uh, and we have clearly a lot of time to talk about yeah. our opinions yes. and we're very opinionated folks so what do you what do you see when you see uh, you know uh, people like us using a platform like this 
Uh, I, I see lots of synergies. I think in India, you're, you're just like in the beginning or halfway through your kind of journey of growth and of of innovation. I mean, I mean, here this your your country is so vibrant. There's things happening kind of all the time. Whereas sometimes I consider Sweden to be, yes, it's mature in a way, but it's also more stale. So to access the Indian market is is like jumping on a high speed train going through. You know, you, you have no idea where you're gonna end up. Like predictability here, I think, is much harder maybe than in Sweden. I mean, here you really have the unpredictable happening. You know. Yeah. It's like just this morning, you know, someone asked me, do you want to come and do a podcast? Yeah, sure. And here I am. <laughs> you know, I'd, I'd never been able to guess, you know. So, so those kind of things are quite interesting. But of course, if you look at the data, you have, what, 400 million Android users mm-hmm. with a kind yeah. of, I understood that you had a, a revolution moving from desktop to phone with a, with a new company coming in on the phone market, mm-hmm. making yeah. kind of data so much more accessible. Yeah. And of course, you, you're going to experience a massive growth over the next few years. I think uh, the aim of uh, of your prime minister Modi is twelve percent per year or so on that on that level, mm-hmm. which I mean, in and, Sweden and our scale is massive. Yes, and in Sweden, if we have three percent, it's a massive success. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys are doing twelve percent. You know, there's like one point three billion Indians. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just so cool. You, you have such a big, big and cool country. So it's like, if you don't want to be in India, why don't you want to be in India? I'd, I'd change it around, you know. This this is the place to be. Yes, of course. Yes. But uh, tell us about what you've uh, been able to build so far, and a little bit more about where you're taking this. So at this stage, we're we're really just in in the alpha stage. So mm-hmm. we're testing prototypes, and and uh, we're doing. Uh, tests on the user interface, making you know, just making all these kind of small decisions that in the end builds a good whole. The idea is that the platform should be free because we want to encourage usage and, and build a, a big user base. Um, and, is there another yeah. thought in terms of how you can incentivize usage? I mean, like, uh, or is it? Uh, are you just kind of like, if you build it, they will come? No, uh, I, this is a very good question. I mean, I think in a lot of cases, like people like us, we build these fantastic houses right. and mansions and whatnot, but no one ever opens the door and right. have a look inside, right? And then you build a massive mansion and you have no idea. Uh, you know, there's no one, no right. guests coming, right? Right, right? So what I'd like to do is to to partner with companies or interested people. People are interested in the future mm-hmm. and have their predictions populate the platform ah. before we kind of make it available. Okay. That's number one. Number two is the links must be easily easy to share. Right. So you share it on existing platforms. Like, oh. for example, this Swedish group that's been here, yeah. we've had a WhatsApp group. Yeah. And right. There's been lots of different predictions about what will happen here. Everything from, you know, how many people will have, a, let's say, a, a bit of problems with our stomachs. <laughs> yes. not, not going into depth, but this is a, a growing, you know, predictions, guesses, stuff right, like that. Right. We, could, we could have made lots of fun guesses by just oh. sharing a link on, on a WhatsApp right, platform right. and have people upvote, downvote. And if they like it, you know, they sign up. If they don't like it, they just pop in, have a vote, right. and that's it. So in that, by that sense, we, we give our users something that they can enjoy. Mm-hmm. And in return, if they like it, they can sign up and, and become part of it mm-hmm. and then kind of join the ecosystem. And I think also for maybe for an influencer or a brand, I've spoken to a couple of interesting brands here mm-hmm. in India and also in, in uh, Europe. Uh, within football, for example, there's right. a, a couple of well, well-known brands. And, and those are they have an interest of engaging with their fans and their supporters or their followers. And by gamifying guesses, mm-hmm. this is a way of kind of interacting more with your brand right. or with your follow base. So for uh, for a celebrity or an influencer, this could be a fun way of playing a game versus your, you know, your favorite uh, football player or, right. or play a game against a manager or, or whichever it might be. Right. 
Interesting, yeah. interesting. Yeah. So that's the the kind of basis. So mm. kind of onboarding by by using interesting topics. Like right. we had a, a chat about this just at the time when Donald Trump said, "I'm going to buy Greenland." <laughs> and you know, this is typical prediction. So you know, by the end of the year, you know, you'll you'll come up and say, "No, I did," you know, or, or whatever is currently a hot a hot right, topic. Right. And then you kind of tag onto that. So when mm. he tweets when Donald Trump tweets something, right. you can kind of add, can "Is this going to happen or not?" Or, or is topic this, right to uh, exactly? Yeah, yeah. And then you kind of funnel users from whichever mm. social media is is popular in that particular country. Right. And the idea is then that you gamify predictions and that by doing that and only that we can focus on something. We will never compete with Twitter or right. No, Facebook it's a different space, right? Exactly. It's not uh, it's not the publishing thing, it's like exactly. it, it's additive to publishing. Exactly. Yeah. So it's it's like a kind of a, a content generator. Mm-hmm. So instead of just writing mm-hmm. text or just posting a picture, right. here you'll share a game. Interesting. And I'm very I'm very keen to understand the uh potential for, you know, how this could be a predictor for things in the uh, in the future as well like again uh, how does the, as a scientist what is your appeal in you know uh, you know getting the answers here or or seeing how people use a platform like this well i'm i'm uh, i'm fairly agnostic in many ways so i'll i'll let the chips fall where they may so to say i might have a hypothesis but if the data come in and it disproves it I'll have to give it up, right? Yeah. So in that sense, I, I don't necessarily have a strong opinion on on how much we will be able to predict. Mm-hmm. I think, though, that there are some people who are better at seeing... It's like a game of chess. You can see a lot of uh, moves in advance. You might be a better predictor. I think there's something to that, but uh, not necessarily on... on um, well, will it be possible to do on, on a broad scale level? If it's a very defined question, you might be able to get there. Like, for example, the, the US election is one example, the Brexit vote. You had a lot of uh, people who thought they knew what's going to happen and they were completely wrong. Yeah. Whereas if you would have a large subsample of, of people who would guess, you could probably have guessed the outcome better. And that would probably have, you know, influenced things. Mm. There is another question as well which is quite interesting and that is if you have a lot of people making predictions or guesses around the topic and they come down on one side how much will that shape reality exactly. and shape yeah. the future exactly. and i think that might also be um uh an interesting thing that we might see more of yeah. but yes. i i wouldn't dare to guess <laughs> exactly where we're going with this not yeah. yet anyway yeah. um and like i said i'm I'm fairly agnostic on where let let the chips fall with me and let's see if we actually get any data that we can use you know it might be that this this becomes a fun game and and maybe the data is not doesn't correlate with any future outcomes or whatnot. Hmm. What do you think? If it doesn't, <laughs> then I mean, like the whole wisdom of the crowd thing's out the window, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It would be. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, like yeah. you know, that's I think valuable yeah. in and of itself, right? Yeah, it's it is. Wisdom of the crowd. Yes, it, it's kind of you know, people sometimes ask me, "Do you think there's life out there?" I mean, outside <laughs> life out there is like Norway, yeah, uh, <laughs> but outside of of Earth, and and you know, and you say, "Well, if we'd find it, it would be, it would be amazing," and if we'd never find anything, that's also quite amazing. I mean, yeah. we're actually alone. <laughs> I don't know which one is or most scary. Or they chose to not. Talk to yes, us. Yes, yes. <laughs> they they heard they heard all our conversations and they chose to not talk to us. Yes, they, they yes. do the Groucho Marx thing, right? I don't want to be a member of any club that would have me as a member. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, they said leave it, leave it to themselves. These guys, we don't want to chat with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're they're gonna destroy their planet anyway. <laughs> yeah. But but coming uh, I mean, a little bit more about again the fact that you're building this out of Sweden and uh, of course India is a potentially a huge market uh, you've been here uh, for some time now on this trip uh, not inside the planetarium but 
out in the in the market uh, yourself where do you see uh, is the biggest potential for using a platform like this is it is it our social media is it is it the standard social media that you see here or you mentioned whatsapp i mean whatsapp is huge in india right yeah uh, there's also a recent like a lot of uh, sort of uh, cut down on the way in which whatsapp can be misused yes. to for to shape opinions and form opinions yeah. uh, because it's unlike a twitter or a facebook which is a little more public and yeah. one to many whatsapp is like very personal networks exactly how what what's your take on that do you do you think there's a potential danger in people shaping other people's opinions uh, using things like this i almost think on the contrary as long as you're transparent and you say what you think and if you're you're good at convincing people and you're you're charismatic you know it's 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 kind of a market place of thoughts that's how i see it anyway mm-hmm. i might i might be wrong but as long as uh, and i'm a big proponent on on the freedom of expression mm-hmm. i think that that's kind of one of the most most mm-hmm. basic human rights you can have even even if the the um, expression or whatever thinking you have might be controversial mm-hmm. i might vehemently disagree with you but i'd really defend your right to say it and and express it i think that's that's just a, a key thing and then for us whether the platform becomes like you and me a friendly game and we play over whatsapp or or some other uh, mean i mean uh, eventually i hope that we'll be able to attract people mm-hmm. to use our platform and actually mm-hmm. browse it for a bit and have mm-hmm. a look at a feed or you know but uh, whether it's a one to one or one to many and whichever platform it is i mean our product i want it to be agnostic so it's mm-hmm. it's the actual guessing game and the the packaging you know the the kind of flipping of a card that you send to a friend and you know i knew this is going to happen you know that is the kind of experience i want to bottle and if, if we only bottle that well i think that could survive changes on the market on even if it's like limitations or whatnot it's almost like you know when you share share a link uh, mm-hmm. Th- mm-hmm. that kind of ease of use and what's yeah. uh, what's your uh, where can people try this out or uh, do you want to do a like, shout out to uh, how people can reach you on twitter or where can they make their guesses like so, so right now you can't make your guesses because we're only in alpha right but yeah. but i'm going to come back here in a year this is a prediction uh-huh. <laughs> and by that time we will have it ready and by uh, i i'm hoping that we'll might be able to kind of show it off on like tech sparks or one of the big conferences right. maybe we'll have a, a couple of company maybe a few influencers or people celebrities here in in uh, mumbai maybe you know a few who would be interested <laughs> in joining you know and we could launch it together that would be kind of my my uh, dream if people want to reach me i'm available on twitter as astro arnberg I'm more of a lurker, though, so I'm kind of uh, browsing and looking around and whatnot. But you can find me there, Astro Arnberg. So that's the the right way, of, you know, just at me there. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. So just a quick reminder, guys, that if you want to join our Slack channel, please go to ibmpodcast.com slash junior1. There's a button over there saying join Slack. Click that button, Join the send us your email, and we'll invite you to the channel. Also, please do make sure that you send us uh, – sorry, if – Please do. Also, please do make sure that you give us a rating or review wherever you're listening to the podcast. If you're listening to it on iTunes, that would be great. If you're listening to it wherever else, find a place to put a rating and send that to us. Yes. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you so much for this very interesting uh, guesswork conversation. And I'm hoping, uh, I'm going to guess that we'll, we'll talk again and we'll hear about how uh, everything pans out. Cool. See you in a year. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much.